educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we are. Welcome aboard, boys and girls. Hey, yeah, maybe the heat's messing with our technical uh, problems here on the on the station. But thanks for sticking with us. We got it figured out, I think. So, uh, and I'm no help when it comes to technical problems. You know, I'm just the I'm just the PR guy. I just come in and talk. That's all I do. And so, anyway, welcome aboard. We're so glad you chose to take us along for your ride home, or picking up the kiddos, whatever you're doing, getting ready for the dinner hour. We appreciate it very much. Educate, inform, entertain. We try to do a little bit of that each darn day here on the Dan Parsons Show. And we like to build up instead of tear down, because you can find that most any place. You can tune on your cable television networks and hear all of that. And so we like to we like to build up yeah, truth over tribalism, but it is 513 on Thursday, August 24th, which means uh, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable talking to the newsmakers, the thought leaders, the people who make a difference in our community and the business uh, world. Uh, and remember, if you ever miss any of the live version, uh, you can always tune in to KLIN.com. Just scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and find the latest episode, or if you're a podcast listener, uh, just tune in to your favorite podcast platform. Well, and uh, we'd love to have carry on this conversation after hours on the Twitter and the Facebook pages. And, uh, man, got a really nice compliment from Sunshine. Um, Sunshine made my day on the Facebook page. So, anyway, thanks for that. Um, but uh, it is... Uh, we we do want to talk about the business issues in in our city, and uh, you know I told one of our guests uh, last week on on the business roundtable. I don't know if it was Jason Ball or maybe Jeff uh, Mall, but I said, you know, we do the good and the bad and the ugly. Well, uh, guess what? Today's not the good uh, topic. It's hopefully it's not ugly, but it's it's not good. Uh, you may have woke up uh, yesterday morning and. And heard the news that Redway, the startup airline that's been providing service from Lincoln uh, to destinations such as Vegas and Orlando, is ceasing operations at the end of the month. And so we have with us uh, a couple folks from uh, that know that topic very, very well. So it's my joy to introduce and welcome into the studio Nikki Beamer-Pop, the vice chair of our Lincoln uh, Airport Authority. Nikki, thanks for being here. Thank you and, for having us. And welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And Mr. Dave Herring, who's the executive director of the Lincoln Airport. Dave, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thank you. Always uh, always a joy, although I wish it was here under some different circumstances. Absolutely. Well, you know, uh, we do need to talk about this because, uh, you know, there's been lots of questions about what's going on. And and just as a disclaimer, uh, I do know Dave and, and Nikki, and I've done some, uh, my company's done some work in the past for the airport. We did a little uh, uh, focus group a few years back. So I'm very familiar with your operation, and um, uh, but, you know, with creativity and with innovative thinking, sometimes things don't work out as as we wish. So, uh, but Dave, maybe just give us your initial thoughts on uh, on on the developments. 
Yeah, well, obviously, we're incredibly disappointed, as you pointed out. This was a it was truly a community effort. Um, would not have been possible without all of the all the partners coming together, really, with that unified goal of seeing uh, of us bringing enhanced air service opportunities to our residents, and and also the side goal of economic development. I mean, that was one of the things that we were so excited about is seeing passengers come into our community and be able to utilize the services here locally. And so, uh, incredibly disappointed that that this ultimately didn't work out. Um, and uh, and you know, hopefully, we have something that we can do. Uh, in the future, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely disappointing all around. Well, and I know I want to get this uh, up at the top of the show that the topic of uh, uh, of of the people who have purchased tickets and how those refunds are going to happen. So just talk us through that a little bit, Dave. Yeah, Red Redway did send out a notice to all of the passengers, just letting them know what was going on, and uh, and flights will be the last day of flying will be the last day of August, so the thirty first. All flights that were taking place on the first and after will automatically be refunded. And so they are starting to work on those now. Uh, that is a slow and, and tedious process uh, on on their side. So um, I, I certainly understand the disappointment that everybody likely has, but I, I would ask a little bit of patience as they try to work through yeah. some of those that processing. Yeah, because again, because it, it was an innovative idea that it's not uh, this air, this airline that was created to do this project. Uh, uh, maybe doesn't have all the bells and whistles of some of the big boys, and so now. And how that they're going away uh, to be able to refund those uh, ticket prices and, and or those ticket uh, the dollars for those tickets, uh, it may take a little while. So anyway, but people will be refunded, uh, will be taken care of, but uh, just have patience. Well, I know we got a quick break here coming up already, Dave, but maybe just talk a little bit. Uh, how did this happen? I think that's probably the most common question we have. That's okay. We, we can go over a minute. So the, the easiest answer to that is we had some markets that really significantly underperformed and um, didn't meet projections. That was uh, that was unfortunate all around. Um, you know, obviously wasn't something that that we were led to believe was going to take place. We thought they were very solid, but uh, several markets significantly underperformed, and just uh, the the draw that that had on some of the the guarantee amounts and whatnot just was was unrecoverable, quite frankly. And 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 you said from the beginning, I remember hearing that these were planned as seasonal routes, some of these, and so. Um, Apparently, those seasons, we didn't get to try out some of those seasons. Yeah, some of them were obviously going to be more full-time, certainly the foundational markets of Vegas and Orlando, but uh, but some of them were already intended to be seasonal. Um, just, just, yeah, we couldn't get to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the other question I know that's on the minds of a lot of people, and we'll get to this after the break, Nikki, but I just wanted to ask you uh, to help explain to our listeners uh, because there are some public funds involved in this, um, and some ARPA funds from the federal government that the county uh, distributed and the city of Lincoln distributed. So when we come back after this quick break, uh, we'll chat with uh, Nikki Beamer Pop about, you know, how that funding happened and what we can expect uh, uh, for some accounting of, of those dollars and where where they were spent and where they're at. And so anyway, we'll take this little break and uh, forgive our technical uh, hiccups, uh, but we'll be we've we got things running like a top now, folks. Uh, but we'll take this quick break and be back after this on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. And uh, we're so glad you 
could take us along for your ride home, whatever you're doing here on a Thursday. Hopefully you're staying cool. You know, we're, the forecasters are saying that we're going to see the end of this heat. Uh, you can get out and see the Blue Angels uh, this weekend and uh, and have a great time out there. And uh, my goodness, if there's not enough going on in this city, uh, we're going to have a couple hundred thousand of our close friends uh, in the town this weekend to see the Blue Angels. So get excited for that. And uh, But I am uh, really thankful uh, for... Uh, our guest today, Mr. Dave Herring, Executive Director of Lincoln Airport, and Nikki Beamer-Pop, the Vice Chair of the uh, Lincoln Airport Authority, which is the elected body that oversees our uh, airport uh, operations. And so, Nikki, I appreciate your good time and your good work, because this isn't your full-time gig. It is not my full-time <laughs> gig, but pretty time-consuming lately. Yeah, we, absolutely. We enjoy it. And thanks for the uh, Blue Angel plug there. Yeah. That's appreciated. Yeah. Uh, did you get up and did you do the vomit comet thing? Uh, no. <laughs> and I I feel like I'm sorry I didn't do that. That sounds like it'd be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave, have you done, uh, Dave Herring, the executive director of the airport authority, have you done the vomit no, comet? No, never, never, never done it. Is that even the name no. of it? I just made yeah. that up. I yeah. mean, I just have heard these stories where yeah. they take uh, VIPs and m- people from the media up and, and their goal is to make you uh, get sick yeah, before I think, they land. I think that's the goal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have not, no. Okay. Well, I have no desire. And since people think I'm part of the media now, since I got this microphone in the show, but thankfully nobody asked me to do that. <laughs> I went in a biplane with a fellow board member, and that was enough okay. for me. Okay. I think that would have... Was that the initiation of yeah, your uh, tenure on the board? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh... Uh, we are talking about a serious uh, topic here today, as many of you know. Uh, unfortunately, we lost an airline this week. It was a, you know, hey, if you don't take chances, you're not going to uh, in anything in life. And so, you know, we took a chance and rolled the dice, and uh, well, uh, you know, it was, it didn't work out. And so, Nikki, I know I've heard from people, and one of the concerns, uh, rightfully so, as taxpayers, uh, there's about $3 million, a million and a half that was distributed by the county board, and another million and a half that was distributed uh, by the city of Lincoln uh, to help this startup airline. Uh, And so, what is the status of those funds? Well, the current status, um, we're consulting with all entities just to determine if there is any way that we can avoid using the last draw of the allocated funds. Um, What we do know is the final audit of the finances has yet to be determined since flying has not ceased. Okay, okay. Yeah, Dave. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like Nikki alluded to, you know, there is a provision within that contract to conduct an audit. And we okay. felt that, uh, you know, as a board, certainly we owe that to the, to the city and the county and the residents to make sure that the, the, the draws that we're looking at are appropriate costs under that, because certainly nobody expected it to, to go through that fast. So we think we owe it to really figure out if that's if they're all appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, we know the first request for funds um, that was received in July, and that was for nine hundred twenty-eight thousand uh, dollars, just to cover the cost for flying in June. Um, the second request came in at a little bit over a million dollars. So, while we are still waiting on the final figures, we know at least two million dollars at this point has been utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would also note that the amount of the initial draw is really what. Um, raised some operational okay. questions. Um, but the amount of the second draw request for $1.4 million triggered major concerns from the airport board 
just in terms of the financial stability of Redway entirely. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, good. Um, well, I appreciate that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and on the phone line, I did ask a uh, chair of our Lincoln City Council, Mr. Tom Beckius, to weigh in because, again, uh, uh, Tom's uh, City Council, as chair of the City Council, they uh, appropriated uh, a million and a half of that. So I know, uh, you know, everybody's got skin in this game. Uh, you know, this isn't, uh, and, and, you know, I, I'm not about, as I said before, this is about lifting up is what my show is about, but it's also holding people accountable for, you know, when things don't go right. But I just don't think it's healthy for us to, you know, start the blame game and, you know, let's, let's figure out what went wrong, how we can improve on things. But anyway, Tom Beckius, uh, thanks for uh, taking time to come on the show and, and give us your thoughts about, uh, about this development with the airport. Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Um, you know, yesterday's announcement, you know, was obviously disappointing for the Lincoln community. Um, but, you know, it remains important that we as a community continue to seek opportunities that increase air service to Lincoln. I mean, I think everyone would agree that a strong airport makes for a strong city. Um, and so, you know, I remain bullish on the Lincoln airport. Uh, yes, this was a setback and, and no one likes it. Um, but I'm interested in learning, uh, you know, more from the from the audit um, that, that Dave and Nikki were referring to. Um, and then, you know, from the airport authority and its board and its staff going forward as to, um, you know, what we can do next to um, continue to build upon the service that we have from United and what other opportunities might look like in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, Tom, thank you. Thank you for taking time to call in and, and chat with us and, and give us uh, the perspective from the uh, city council. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to talk about this and figure out, you know, how we can continue to support uh, this great gym that we have in this city. And because that's how we're going to grow, continue to grow this city uh, with uh, proper air service. So, Tom, anyway, Tom, we we got less time than we normally do. We had a little technical problems on the front end. But uh, thank you, uh, Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council, for checking in. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Take care. Um, so, Dave, I, I don't want to end this conversation uh, without asking you. There were some positive things that happened that we discovered through this process, despite uh, the hiccup of it not working, we did discover some things that were positive. Uh, we did, and I think the biggest one is that we had 19,000 passengers utilize this service over the three months when it was operation. And so, I mean, that's massive for for an operation that's new, first of all. We also identified markets that were very consistent. You know, the, as an example, the Orlando market was the highest performing one. We were already hitting average loads of about 75%. We, we didn't see those We didn't see those loads uh, when we started Atlanta service for the first six months, and yet you're seeing those in the first two months on this. So um, I think it definitely shows some trend, definitely shows some interest you could see the excitement um and we'll look to build on that yeah, that's good nikki uh what are the next steps uh well so the next steps from the board's perspective um i think first and foremost we are just working to protect the lincoln taxpayers um yeah. and we have terminated relationships with all the current uh air service development entities moving forward we will be seeking a fresh perspective um, and we're entering into conversations about new options in the coming months and just as well as the future. Um, and just what you heard from Dave, based off of some of the data that we collected in a very short time, um, we still believe leisure air service can be successful in Lincoln. But as airports of our size are having to adapt to a constantly evolving airline industry, uh, we want to leave yeah. room for growth. That's important. Um, but we also know just 
now based off of experience um, that initially our efforts need to be focused more on foundational markets that have proven to be more sustainable. Very good. Hey, we're going to take this news break and be back after the news on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition. Uh, we're so glad you chose to take us along for your ride home, whatever you're doing on this hot August night. That was a great Neil Diamond tune, wasn't it? It was an album, <laughs> Hot August Night, for it, you old folks out there. It was. We could probably key it up and play it, and people would remember it. Absolutely. Well, uh, we do. We uh, we appreciate you coming along for the ride. And uh, and remember, if you miss anything, if you missed anything from uh, really some breaking news, I think we uh, discovered some things that maybe the public didn't know about the uh, unfortunate situation uh, with losing an airline uh, yesterday. And so, so, so thankful uh, for the airport authority and uh, the Lincoln Airport. Uh, staff to come on and and help us walk through those some of those questions so hopefully that was helpful for uh for some of the public that has questions and you know we want to support our airport we want to be uh but we also need to be uh, mindful of what went wrong and how we can avoid uh, mistakes and problems in the future so anyway if you missed any of that if you miss any of the episodes you can always catch us anytime you like on klin.com just go to the dan parsons page scroll down find the episode that you're looking for or if you're a podcast listener if you do the spotify or the apple or uh or the google uh, you can find us uh, on your podcast platforms and and listen to any uh episode you'd like well i've got uh, other bad news, in addition, we had some technical problems at the beginning of the show. The other bad news is there's no Friday Afternoon Club tomorrow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, at least not on the air. So you cut you cut my segment in half today, but by the I know way, it, I did. having David and Nikki on today was really good, I think, for the yeah. listeners to hear and, and just hear their story. Because there's a lot of finger pointing, there's a lot of social media ugly out there right yeah, now, and yeah. it's good that they had a chance to come on air and just talk about the situation. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. That's that that was our goal. But yes, you get half the time today because I, I knew that uh, that was an important breaking news story that we wanted to get on here. But no, uh, there's uh, Husker volleyball tomorrow, so there's no Dan Parsons show. There's no Friday afternoon club with Chef Kevin. So, I guess Chef Kevin and I are just going to have to go. Uh, uh, do our own FAC. But, Jeff, I've got a question. And I know you were at the airport setting up all day today, so you probably didn't see my uh, Facebook post. Do you know where you, where you and I were 10 years ago today? I was sitting in my car listening to this segment, and I saw where you and I were a long <laughs> time ago. And, and we were on the floor of Pinnacle Bank Arena doing a cool farm-to-fork extravaganza food event, something I have never experienced, and that was a lot of fun. You and I go back on that and, and talk about that quite frequently. We do. Well, I get asked about So it was the Lincoln Secret Supper little project that I did in my day job. Uh, I, you know, I get bored, and, you know, I did that uh, for a few years. I created some podcasts, and it, it, but it, it, there yeah. seems to be a theme, though, Jeff. All those projects uh, involve drinking. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's not. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good event and it was food and drink. And uh, yeah, so it's been an amazing week, Dan. Um, your newsroom has got to enjoy. Oh, my goodness. For all the right and wrong reasons. What an amazing news week we've had. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, what we want to talk about tonight with the ball fields is great. But our staff spent all day setting up for this air show. Your Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, your visit Lincoln staff. I had a chance to go home and shower because I don't think I have sweat and experience heat the way I did out there today. But uh, I'll tell you what, the Blue Angels were in the skies of Lincoln. 
We had a lot of jets. We had a lot of big planes flying around. Just a tease and wet the whistle uh, of the consumer in Lincoln for an air show coming up this weekend. Hundreds of thousands of our closest friends are going to be with us uh, out at the airport. And I beg your pardon. Here I am. Uh, I'm a little discombobulated, if you couldn't tell. I think uh, I guys thrown from the technical problems. But <laughs> And the fact that we have no Friday Afternoon Club tomorrow. I beg your pardon. Jeff Mall, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln. Uh, there's your official uh, announcement and welcome to the show. But uh, a couple times a month, Jeff comes in. We talk about on Thursdays uh, what's going on in the business community and so uh but yeah you uh so thank you jeff yeah, thank always, you for your work always and, a pleasure yeah everybody at the chamber it's all hands on deck out there it is it is but uh it's been a great week um you know dan we we talked a lot about kind of what you know the movers and shakers in the in the business community and and to have the gentleman we have with us today yeah. is 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 important to me but what an amazing week it's been we kicked off we broke ground at the sandhills global youth complex at first in cornhusker just earlier this week we right? announced the project last fall we broke ground and if you drive out to first in cornhusker today maybe while you're watching airplanes here in the next two or three days go by our our spot and uh, the earth is moving things are starting to happen and uh, this ball field this complex will be ready for play in the spring of 2025 and uh, we hope to have it wrapped up by the end of 2024 and really be going after it. You know, balls flying everywhere, bats snapping, gloves snapping. Just an amazing experience for youth. Well, and I I will do this because uh, it... it it wouldn't have happened without a lot of people pulling in the same direction. Again, we're talking about... Uh, the good and the bad and the ugly with the business community here in Lincoln. And, and you know, sometimes we don't always uh, get a home run. <laughs> uh, speaking with the baseball analogy. But uh, my goodness, Jeff, I'll just say it because others have. And I'll just remind our listeners, you have worked on this project for years and years and years. And many other people have, too. But yeah. you've been a champion of this project because you understand uh, the need uh, for a facility like this to attract uh, people to the city, and uh, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, it puts heads in beds, as we've talked about, or feet in the sheets in area yeah. hotels, and there's been about four of us that have done it for 17 years, and uh, we brought a lot of other people on board with the, s- the same you know, reason for doing things, and uh, it was just great to, to get it done, and I can't tell you how many people I chased down hallways in meeting facilities in Lincoln that wanted to push away from the table and, and just get away from something that wasn't moving fast enough, and I said, You've got to be patient, and that's really what our world's all about, and look where we're at today. Yeah. Well, not only is it – well, just give a brief overview, and then we'll introduce our other guest here from uh, from Nebraska Wesleyan uh, because they are an important partner in this project. But just maybe give a quick overview of the project and what – uh, what it will consist of once it's finished uh, for our listeners. So we'll have five fields for ages 8U through 14U, both baseball and softball. That will be one of the primary economic engines of bringing tournaments in and providing opportunities for youth. We'll have a surface for Homer's Heroes, an amazing program that's nice. associated with the Lincoln Salt Dogs. It's going to be more than a surface. It's going to be a small stadium for those individuals that compete in the Homer's Heroes program. It gets me gets me shaky, gives me yeah, chills when yeah. I talk about it every time. Because those are for kids who have some developmental disabilities. disabilities yeah. yeah, a lot of kids are in wheelchairs or are using walkers, and it's just something great that Charlie Meyer has been a part of, and, and Charlie's part of our team. So we're going to have that situation, but something I'm so excited about, and I know our guest is the new home for Nebraska Wesleyan baseball yeah. and softball. And uh, if you know where Nebraska Wesleyan plays baseball and softball today, it's nothing to be proud of. But it's a, it's it's someplace they can play. But from a recruiting standpoint, this is going to be amazing. And so we've got Dw- Dwight Merrillot here with us, uh, the new uh, director of athletics at Nebraska Wesleyan University. He only been here for about a year. 
Yeah, I have. First, I want to thank Dan, Jeff. I want to thank both of you for allowing me to be on the radio today. Um, we've only been here for about a year, and uh, we've had a lot of work done so far in regards to athletics. But but this project is obviously the top of the list for our university. That's cool. It's definitely going to make a it's, it's a game changer for us. Absolutely, it's going to allow our baseball team and our softball team to practice and compete near each other. Right now, they don't have that capacity. And as Jeff alluded to, it's going to just it's going to put a presence of our university. For people coming into Lincoln, many people that come into Lincoln don't get an opportunity to see our campus, to see who we are. Yeah, because this is this is uh, on you know when you come to Lincoln, you're going to see this, uh, and as you enter the city, exactly right this. when you come down 180, yeah. and I'm learning my way around town. As you come <laughs> down, um, you'll see it right on the right before you get to Haymarket Park and Haymarket, Nebraska. So it's going to be a huge presence for our campus for recruiting, and also for our student athletes. It, it gives baseball and softball some place to play on a consistent basis. We have a great relationship with the City of Lincoln and the Parks and Recs Department. They're really good to us. But as Jeff talked about, this is a little bit different. It's a little bit more of a maybe a permanent home for us from that standpoint for a long time to come. So we're really excited about the new project. Yeah, it, It's pretty cool. No dirt, no exactly. grass. We're not chalking lines. <laughs> and anything that we have to do in this complex is all artificial turf. Exactly. And you know what that's big in? It's really big in softball. If they know the the play is always going to be the same, it's always going to be level, those type things, that's huge. In baseball, you don't have the back of the infield lip sure. where you have a lot yeah. of issues and those type yeah. things, and it's turf. Yeah. We can go out there and throw in January and February. As long as the temperature is above a certain amount, they'll go out there and throw, work out, and those type things. And it's, just, it's, it's going to be great for our campus. Well, let's back up a little bit, Dwight, and, and have more of a proper introduction. First of all, welcome to the city. Welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. You've been, only been here a year. How did you get here? And what? give us a little bit of background. Of, sure. Of your... um, I've primarily worked in college athletics. I'm very unique. I've worked in Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. Oh, wow. I wanted to be an athletic director. Um, in our world, we deal with a lot of search firms. Sure. Um, I was involved with a search firm that led me here to Nebraska Wesleyan. And that's how I came to be in town, and we've been here since I've been here since last July. My family's been here since August. So very cool, very cool. Um, and you, and uh, you have some connections with professional sports as well. A little bit, you know. I, you know, in my earlier career, I actually managed a women's pro fast pitch softball team in Florida. Oh, so nice. I did some of that. I did some outside professional work too, as well. Um, but primarily, it's been college in the last um, oh fifteen twenty years or so. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about the Sandlot. Uh, is anybody adapting <laughs> that nickname officially, or is that just... Uh, we probably could right now. I don't know if there's a dog on the other side of the fence, but uh, yeah, we're, we could call it the Sandlot right now. Well, it started on uh, LNK Today with Jack and Friends. It did, it did. Uh, and so I'm yep. just running with it, because I love that, love that film. Well, listen... Folks, please stay with us. We'll be back after the short message to finish up here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're so glad you chose to bring us along for the ride on this hot August night. Uh, we are going to get some relief, though. So I think starting tomorrow, it's going to be a little better, and the weekend's going to be great. So you can get out and see the Blue Angels. And my goodness, what a jam-packed week. What a jam-packed show. And I'm so uh, thrilled to uh, welcome into the studio Mr. Dwight Merrillett, 
uh, the director of athletics for Nebraska Wesleyan University. And, of course, our dear friend, Mr. Jeff Mall, executive director of Visit Lincoln, that we get to chat with at least once a month, sometimes twice a month, Jeff. Always a pleasure. I mean, you and, and somebody told me today, somebody today, when I asked who I was having as a guest, and I told him it was uh, our friend Jeff Mall, and and they said, "Oh man, he's one of the best guests on radio in Lincoln." Oh, they stole wow. my line. Wow! See, yeah, that that I'll have to find out who that is. Yeah, well, well you know, stick around. Yeah, we'll, we I can like do it. that. Um, but we're talking about uh, the new facility that there's. Uh, there, there was a groundbreaking just earlier this week. Uh, the Sand Hills. I don't even have the f- proper name in front of me here. We're just calling it the Sandlot because I'm I'm perpetuating that nickname. We'll we'll go Sand Hills Global Youth Complex. It's Thank a mouthful. You. It is, it but is. we're so thankful for that partnership with oh. Sand Hills uh, to to uh, provide the funding and and help provide funding. But you you have Jeff, you and many others. This is a dream come true. It's becoming a dream come true, and I'm just so thrilled about this partnership with Nebraska Wesleyan and their baseball and softball. Uh, uh, teams and uh, and Dwight's leadership as a a athletic director at Wesleyan so uh, let's keep this conversation going what uh, what are some of the highlights that you guys want to continue to chat about here Dwight sure I think I think one of the other aspects of this entire project is us working to provide access and opportunities to those kids that haven't had exposure to baseball and softball yeah Um, that's one of our core missions of our university from the very beginning, when Wesleyan was invited into this project, um, that was one of the things that we brought to the table of a way for us to really introduce baseball and softball to young men and women who don't have that exposure with them currently. Um, our, our head baseball coach is going to be the program director. We're going to go into community centers throughout Lincoln. That's great. We're going to bring everything to them. We're going to bring uh Maybe some bats, but more or less gloves, balls, T-shirts, hats. Our baseball and softball players are going to help to do small clinics. We'll introduce the sport to each one of them. Hopefully somebody latches on to something they really enjoy about baseball and softball. Maybe they might join a league in town or become a member of a club in town that does that too as well. And then eventually, as our president stated earlier this week, we're going to have everybody come to our championship fields um, at the project. So that's what we're really looking forward to, and that's a way for us to – give back uh, in in forms of service to the city of Lincoln, and we're really going to focus on the Lincoln kids. That's, I, that's the core of our mission. Dwight, I just think that's outstanding because, you know, we sometimes forget because, as Jeff knows, through the years of building uh, the momentum, because we never have enough ball fields in this city uh, for the for the people who are here, let alone the traveling teams and the things that we're going to attract to this city because of this new complex. Um, but we forget that there's a population in the city who can't afford even the wide league let alone some of these select leagues that you're spending you know some pretty good coin parents are to to keep those kids in those programs which is great we want to continue that it's such a great program but i am i'm just uh, really thrilled to hear that we're going to look for those kids that don't have their parents don't have the means to maybe uh be involved in in organized sports well, and i can tell you that that over 16 years the evolution of what we are trying to do at first in cornhusker has changed with each passing month and each passing year we came out of the gate 16 years ago talking about a, a youth baseball complex only baseball yeah not softball yeah not opportunities for homer's heroes not opportunities and, and access and, and opportunity for youth to learn the game and i would tell you time we've, we've become a, a better destination project and the one thing if you remember last fall when when we kicked this project off and we had a tent out on the site and we announced that we were doing this was 
I told the story of I love the 30 for 30 episodes on yeah. ESPN. Yeah. And I'll try to do this without getting emotional, but you know, I just would really love to see some boy or some girl or a group of kids learn the game on our property, Sandhills Global Youth Complex, and and make it on the biggest stage and the highest honor in the Major League Baseball or Number softball. One, yeah. They go to the Olympics and you know what they say when they're at the press conference? They say, I learned baseball or softball in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Sandhills Global Youth Complex because of this program that Nebraska Wesleyan is going to run and operate. And we will continue to ride that. Nothing's going to get dropped. We're going to make sure every every kiddo out there gets an opportunity to play the game. How can people still participate before the complex is built, other than just being excited about the project? Are there... Are there things that people can do to get involved in projects? Well, LincolnYouthComplex.com is our website. We're going to keep everybody up to date through there. We are still going through fundraising aspects, okay. both on the Nebraska Wesleyan side, but also on the overall brand of the product. So these are going to include advertising opportunities in the individual okay. stadiums, okay. on the dugouts, and, and doing some things tastefully. The last thing I want to see happen, and, and our organization wants to see happen, as we turn this into an overbranded minor league ballpark, yeah, you know, I don't want this to look like a Vegas ballpark and lights and just <laughs> signboards everywhere. We want to do this tastefully. So, yeah, we still have opportunities to invest. We have opportunities to advertise, and and really, as we start to grow this thing out and we announce our our operator here in the coming months, uh, there'll be more oh, opportunities okay. for people because we don't okay. have that yet. Okay. And that's one thing I want people to understand is if we get off air today and you try to call the Lincoln Youth Complex. You're going to get my number. Okay. <laughs> if you try to email the Lincoln Youth Complex, you're going to get my email address. I'm doing my best to let people know that sometime in the next six months, we're really going to get serious about booking dates and booking tournaments. Because I bet you've had people happen. knocking your door. Down oh, to... and, and, and our team's up in Minneapolis at, at, a, at a Connect Sports Conference right now, and Derek Bombeck is is getting just inundated with you know USSA, Triple Crown Sports, Game Day USA, every softball organization saying. We want dates in the summer of 2025, and we're like, pump the brakes, give us a little time, but we'll get there. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, Dwight, before we get out of here, I, I, I really would like to know a little bit more about fall sports uh, with Nebraska Wesleyan. I assume football is uh, started? It, it has, and we're like everybody else that does anything outside right now. The heat is really the obstacle yeah. right now. I mean, our teams are practicing at 6 a.m. They're practicing at 8 at night. I told Jeff waiting in the lobby, our football team is going to Texas to uh, play against Austin College next week. And a little cooler down there. It's supposed to be 103 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's So the, ga- the game was scheduled for 1 p.m., but myself and their AD came to an agreement we're going to play at 7. It gets our guys back really late Sunday uh, night, Sunday morning, excuse me. But um, we're, we're excited about it. We're a living campus. We compete on campus with soccer, with football, with volleyball. And we're just excited that we're going to be able to kick it off because, like everybody else in college right now, they're tired of playing against each other. They're tired of practice. They want to compete. So I think that should be a good time for us to begin next week. Great. Well, Dwight Merrillett, Director of Athletics in Nebraska Wesleyan, thanks for coming on the Dan Parsons Show. Jeff Maul, my friend.